0: talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Brooke Grimsley, Carrie Davis, Randy character and to the celebrity line we go, and Our friend and colleague, Jamie Rivers, who is the co-host of the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN, also the analyst for Blues Hockey on Valley Sports, joins us. Uh, Jamie, it's always good to talk to you, but these aren't the best circumstances. You have a great relationship with Craig Bruby. What was your reaction last night when you heard that the Blues had fired him?
1: Wow. Uh, I was shocked. I really was. You know, I was winding down the evening because the old Bally sports crew got the night off. It was an ESPN night, so I watched the game. And, you know, Randy, I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed a nice little bourbon before going to bed. And I thought everything was OK. And then all hell broke loose when my phone started ringing. And I was in shock, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I honestly did not think... That this would happen, nor did I think it would happen this early in the season as the team underperformed. I don't know. Like, what did we expect from this team? So, I, I don't know. I, I would To answer your question, yes, I was very surprised.
0: Yeah, I think all of us were very surprised this morning. And you mentioned there that what was the expectation this season? Because we played the sound earlier. We had Tom Stillman in studio, and he admitted that this was not going to be an elite group. So, what is the expectation now after you fire Craig Berube?
1: Yeah, I don't know, Brooke. Like, you know, when you you read the tea leaves, an Army is very calculated in the way he chooses his words at all times. He's a very intelligent man, and so he doesn't just say things to say them. And when he had brought up, you know, being a third-place team, or if nothing else, at least being in the middle third of the teams in the NHL, you thought, okay, well, this is what his expectations are. Well, guess what? The Blues are in the middle third of the NHL right now, and their coach just got fired. So... I, I don't know what the expectations were. Uh, I've been around the team for the last well month, really, on the road, and you know I'm not inside the locker room by any means. I'm not a part of the, the inner workings or the team meetings, but the the general overall vibe of the group has been frustrated when they lose, but it's not a frustration where you look at it and go, man, this team's about to implode. They need leadership really bad right now. So it's not like the writing was on the wall.
2: Jamie, we had the uh, audio from Braden Shin over the weekend where he was just saying it's not easy to get guys to drag them into the fight. They have to be willing and and want to actually play and play hard every single night. What were your thoughts about that comment?
1: I applauded it, quite honestly. Like, how frustrated do you think Braden Shen has to be to be the only guy or one of the only guys on a nightly basis that is out there bashing into people? He's the one that's dropping the mitts, trying to get the guys going. And like, yeah, the frustration is real. Carrie, quite honestly, you know this, too. Yeah. Like, for me, that would have been addressed in the locker room away from the media. No Somebody course. would have been grabbed by the collar and had a little talking to because, like, you just can't have a group of players that are satisfied with mediocrity. Like, even if you're a mediocre team. Like, I played on some bad teams, don't get me wrong. But as crazy as it sounds, like, we never believed we were bad.
0: Like, we thought, okay, <laughs>
1: right. we're going to be okay. Like, at Christmas time, I remember be playing for the Islanders. At Christmas time, we're almost mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Yet we went on like a two or three game here before the
2: break and we're like, hey, there's a freaking chance, man. <laughs> like, I it might get in. Always got a chance. Yeah. Jamie, I, w- I was telling these guys, as a player, you watch film of yourself and there's a moment when you know you messed up on a play and that play is coming up on film and there's a feeling in your stomach, oh, we got to watch this and everyone's going to see it. It's embarrassing. You have Braden Shin calling out your 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 teammates. That's embarrassing. At what point does this team say, okay, enough is enough? Like you're talking about having that confidence and believing in yourself. What point do they say enough is enough? We got a coach fired. We're watching the film of ourselves. Our captain has called us out. When is enough enough for these guys to say, okay, we have to play and perform at the level that is expected of us as professional athletes?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll get to the latter part in a second. Let's start with the film thing. Oh, please
2: do because that's my – there's no worse feeling in the world, is it? (laughs) So,
1: here's what I'm going to say about film because when I came into the NHL, like it was barely there. Once every blue moon, you'd have somebody who actually recorded the game. And it was a great thing because you could always say, you're going to say, no, nah, man, I had my guy. Nobody remembers, right? And right. Then all of a sudden, they came in with this, this VHS thing, is what they called it. And, uh, all of a sudden, it was the coach's best friend and the player's worst enemy oh, because the moment you said I had my guy, he was standing all by himself for five seconds alone, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so I know that feeling well, especially when you see the play developing, and then you're playing, oh. you're sitting there going, you're like, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. You just sink down coach, in
2: your seat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that that feeling is real. Now, to the second part of your question, you know, when is enough enough? You'd think it would have been there by now. Yeah. You'd think it would have been missing the playoffs. You'd think it would have been losing to the San Jose Sharks, losing to Columbus, losing to Chicago. Like I, I, At some point, the younger guys, or, or some of the supporting cast, we'll call it, has to step up. Because I, th- I believe in Braden Shin. I do. I believe in Justin Falk. I believe in Colton Pareco. Like there's some guys at the top of the food chain that I truly believe in Jordan Bennington. I'm going to put him there as well. I believe in Robert Thomas. I do. I think that Robert Thomas is playing a very well-rounded game right now. Could the power play use a boost? Absolutely. But if you look at his overall game, I would say I'm happy paying him $8 million right now, because I believe I'm getting pretty close to the best out of him. Now, when you work your way down the food chain from there, are there guys that are meeting expectations? No. There's a lot of guys who are not meeting expectations from a, you know, uh, an output offensively to an effort. And it's just I don't understand it. You've had calling outs, you've had roster changes. Now you have arguably tied for first in popularity. Blues head coach in history, and that would be Joel Quenville and Craig Berube. I don't remember Scotty Bowman, you know, that's way before my time. But Scotty, I know Scotty. He's not that popular of a guy, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, he's a great coach, but he's not all that popular of a guy. So now you've you've fired one of the best coaches and certainly the most successful, not record-wise, but he won a damn cup. Nobody else won a cup.
0: Jamie, uh, to your point, we have a Twitter poll up, eighteen hundred votes. Uh, what do you think of the Blues firing of Craig Bruby? Good move, eight point six percent. Bad move, ninety one point four percent. That's a pretty representative uh, group of people, eighteen hundred to uh, define what you just said. That it, Berube is very popular. Remember on opening night, who got of all the people with the Blues, who got the biggest ovation? It was Craig Berube. He got a, a louder ovation than any player on that team. He was great with you guys in the fast line. Uh, every week and honest And a great communicator with the players And I- I'm with you I, I look at a-, a team Where the POHO, the president of hockey operations Said I'd be happy in that middle tier I look at the, the chairman coming on this show And saying we aren't going to be elite We're- we-, we probably aren't going to be among the best teams So what was their expectation it- And we'll find out at the press conference What was their real expectation Because they are where they said they planned to be yeah, I agree.
1: And I saw your poll, Randy, on Twitter. I voted. I'm not going to tell you which way. Maybe you can figure <laughs> it out. I think we can. Um, <laughs> yeah, And uh, I just look at it as a couple of ways. One, you know, who better than someone like Craig Berube to be a part of the turnaround here? That's, that's just the way I look at mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, and, and the second part of it for me on a personal level is I played against Chief a lot as a hockey player. And I respected the crap out of him for so many reasons. I never feared chief, not because he wasn't tough, just because I knew he was an honorable player. He wasn't coming after guys without reason. He wasn't cheap shotting guys on a regular basis. Like you kind of knew what he was about. And then that translated into his coaching career to where there are really no hidden agendas. When you talked about Craig Berube and he was amazing with the media. You know, it's been a very short career for me so far in the media. But from the day I came on board, he's been incredible in every aspect of it, available for radio, even when they're losing, available for TV, available in the middle of a game to talk to me standing beside him on the bench when they're down by three goals. Like, who the hell wants that, right? Like, Hmm. But he he was a professional. He was a good dude. He's a stand-up guy. I'll tell you this, Randy. Uh, Craig Berube will be... A free agent for as long as Craig Berube wants to be, mm-hmm. which means by tom- by tomorrow he could have a head coaching job if he wants it, and whoever wants him after that, like he's available, he will be hired very quickly.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Rivers, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll hear you this afternoon with uh, with Anthony on the fast lane, and we know that you'll have a lot more on this. Yeah, you got it, guys. Thanks a lot for the call. All right, brother. Thanks. That's Jamie Rivers. Our Co-host, colleague from the fast lane. Here on 101 ESPN.